0: welcome to the weekend show you'll be relieved to know that i am joined as always by my inquisitive
1: co-host garrett hey gar you pissed your pants i did not you pissed your pants i did not it's water you pissed your pants garrett you're mean you're so nervous in the
0: podcast like wee wee everywhere i have a drink of water in front of me and i simply spilled it on my pants but it didn't make it into my mouth
1: very convenient ken he pissed his pants
0: he pissed your pants
1: as a child have I? I don't remember I shat my pants once did you? yeah my my mom and dad locked us out for some reason I think they were on a you should play outside kick and obviously I couldn't access the toilet and I shat myself
0: (laughs) that's a natural reaction yeah
1: it's like this was on you parents this was a direct result of bad parenting
0: did you do it out of childish ignorance or out of revenge?
1: Uh, probably a bit of both don't you enforce rules on me or I'll shit my pants (laughs) (laughs) what happened when they found out? I don't remember. I just remember shitting my pants. And doing like the, you know, the the kid, I need to go to the toilet dance. Where you're like, and you wobble a little. Yeah. Yeah, doing that for a while. and Prairie then, dogging. And I shat myself.
0: That's a great start to the podcast, isn't yeah.
1: it? Yeah. You pissed your pants and that time I shat my pants.
0: We're so accessible. Yeah, We're like human beings. Sure. Coming up on the show this week, we break down the talking points that caught our eyes this week. And in our main segment, Gar and I do battle in a weekend show institution, we quiz.
1: We quiz.
0: We fight each other basically in a quizzical fashion mm-hmm. in a bid to establish quizzing supremacy. But more on that later.
1: It's important to note, uh, in in the script, Ken wrote inquisitive, but he put the word quiz into inquisitive, just so you understood his pun.
0: Yeah, I think. Our listeners are smart enough. We're going, to give them, we're going to give them a little bit of credit.
1: Well, you see, the thing is, you said inquisitive before you said we we're talking about a quiz, so they probably didn't put two and two together. But when they go back and listen, that's uh, our, our podcast has 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 replayability. If you go back and listen, you can see the deep threads that run through our, our intellectual podcast.
0: Those little clever Easter eggs, if you will.
1: Yeah, sure, clever.
0: Garrett's okay, been a long time. Mm-hmm. I say that as a joke because I've seen you literally all week.
1: Yeah, every day this week. We went to Dublin. We went to shows. We walked back from Dublin. You just come up here now, apparently, on a Saturday just to watch rugby? Since when does that happen? Did you miss most of the rugby game today?
0: Yeah, because I didn't get up early enough.
1: Ah, classic Ken. Mom was like, Ken's not here yet. He's probably, I was like, he's probably not even up.
0: Yeah, but mom, you know the way Mom is. She's like, hey, you coming up? You coming up to see me? Yeah. So I just... He asked me if I wanted to come see the rugby game, and I was like, yes, because I care about my mother, and I want her to be happy.
1: Do you care about your mother? I do. Do you care about your, your lovely mother, who's like, Kenneth, I'm going like to call you two times every day.
0: More than two times a day sometimes. Mm. And it
1: gets to the point where she, like, she'll like she call you like
0: three or four times in a row, and then you'll be like, Oh my god, something must have happened. And Every time I fall for it, and she's like, How are you? And you're just like, Mom, I thought something was up, or at least you had something to tell me that was different from the last night, but no.
1: If you don't, if, if a family member hasn't died, you don't ring me.
0: <laughs> it's not that, but I suppose, like, it, it seems urgent when you ring multiple times within a short space of mm. of of time.
1: I've been watching a lot more TV.
0: Fair play to you, Gar.
1: Yes, I watched Charmed. Was it good? Didn't have a the theme song, it was terrible.
0: Ooh, is it a remix, or a completely different
1: theme song? I don't think they had one, now that I think about it. I don't think they had a theme song at all. Maybe they had a title card that I missed but yeah I, I have I done my rant about title cards on this show probably I hate title cards why I like theme songs give me if you can't come up with a nice theme song for your show if you think attention spans are so short that you can't put a 20 to 30 second n- a nice theme song into your show I'll hate you and people like theme songs as well I, I'd, I'd like to think the average person enjoys the theme song like you know Netflix has the skip intro feature yeah I'd like to think people don't use that unless the, the theme song is bad then use it all you like
0: Yeah, in fairness we talked about this on a show before I'm pretty sure way back but the quality of the theme song will automatically put points on the good side of the board in terms of whether I like a TV show or not
1: like Scrubs was never a good show Scrubs just had a good theme song
0: exactly you're just like okay I'm here for the theme song and then the other 21 minutes are just getting through it until the theme song at the end
1: yeah, I'm trying to work out the other show. I watched All-American as well, which is bad. What What's that about? It's, it's the football show. Oh, yes. And it's just like, it's the most contrived, like work and every, everything that happens in that show is like this is what happens in a teen show about a high school where it's like there's immediately like the rival who wants the kid out and there's immediately like the love interest but also the the uh the, the love triangle is all introduced in the first episode and it's like this is just it's so cliched it's like painfully cliched when you watch it and it's just like oh come on Give me something interesting about a football show and I've never watched Friday Night Lights, so I'm I'm prime for this. They can they can just redo Friday Night Lights if they want. So yeah, I hate it.
0: Okay, good week.
1: Yeah. Also watched Titans.
0: Uh the Teen Titans spinoff?
1: Yes. Is it good? The trailer did that show a disservice. The show's not great, but the show's not bad either. It's solid. It's uh the 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 violence is gratuitous gratuitous for gratuitous sake. It's literally like there's occasionally like breaking arms and blood just flies out and it's like just that you can doesn't mean that you should. And, like, it can be very effective if they do it well, but nah, it's just every fight scene just has blood spattering all over the place, and it's, that's not effective. That's just, that's what a teenager would do if they made a television show, just, maybe that's what this show's for, I don't know. But yeah, for the most part, it's solid. They're introducing characters slowly, which is an interesting choice. Like, that, so far we've met I think two... Well, in depth we've met two, maybe three of the Titans. They've introduced one in, like, a the equivalent of a post credit scene but yeah it's solid if you think that first trailer which was awful is like fuck a batman and it's like oh god this is the worst thing i've ever seen in my life but that the show is not that and i think the the f batman line makes a little more sense within the context of the show even if it is still a little like super cringe but it's not as try hard as the trailer makes it out to be and it's probably worth giving at least a go if you like superheroes and teen titans and I know Like Teen Titans has traditionally been very goofy, very fun, very like, don't take itself seriously, and that uh, people rejected it going the other way because, well, that's what all DC things are and it's depressing. But give it a go if you like the characters. I think there's probably more to it than the initial trailer suggested.
0: I haven't seen the trailer and I didn't realize is it kind of a departure from the other DC C-dub shows where they're like kind of affable and light? Is it like yeah. serious and adult? And well, first, Arrow,
1: Arrow's not like that yeah arrow arrows gritty and angry as well but did did they drop f-bombs on it yeah
0: on paper it seems like a show that i'd like but in fairness i i'm kind of mixed because i was never really a fan of teen titans and i really like teen titans go which is a completely different thing Mm. so
1: aren't you like the opposite of what people want then doesn't everyone want like another season of teen titans and teen titans go still exists and they hate it
0: yeah, people really rally against Teen Titans Go, and I love
1: it. I remember like reading reviews for Teen Titans Go-, Go to the movies, which I still haven't seen.
0: I haven't seen it either. I really meant to see. it. I'm so annoyed at myself.
1: Yeah, but I remember reading reviews, and like the IGN review gave it like an eight point something, which is like you know good review, it's yeah. a good film, and it was like one thousand thumbs down. It's like when a review giving something like an eight point five gets one thousand thumbs down, you know your fan base is toxic. Like yeah. you're just toxic. I'm sorry.
0: Give it a try. Nothing, like we talked about adaptations before, adaptations don't have to be faithful and the same. Adaptations can do something different and mm. taken in a different direction. We realize that Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go are, they're from the same properties, but they're different things. Yeah, it's going for more comedic, going for more kind of slapstick,
1: going for a younger audience. I would say as well. Then you have Titans, which is going all the way to the other end of the spectrum.
0: Is it true that Cyborg isn't in Titans? Not yet, because I looked at the lineup and Cyborg isn't in it.
1: I'm interested to see does this still exist you know all the the C-dub shows are in one universe yeah so does like those those like they have a Superman yeah they do which means pretty much the only character that's not on television at the moment is Batman yeah which I'm actually super into the well Id-
0: Batman's in Gotham but it's a different thing well it's
1: Bruce Wayne and he's a child
0: no but he's like he's starting to be Batman in that show now is he?
1: yeah oh well maybe we have Batman then yeah we have Batman too but um, that, that, that does exist outside of the C-dub universe I think oh well yeah. If it if it doesn't, you know it's not, it's okay. not, it's not incorporated in any way. Whereas at the CW universe is one universe, and that gets unwieldy at times. But it's kind of cool. I'm I'm interested to see does Gotham still fit in that universe. I don't think there's any signs that it does or doesn't yet. But, and then they do one giant wacky crossover because Titans is on the uh, the DC streaming platform. Yeah, it's an exclusive to that. Which isn't available in Ireland yet, but still.
0: I'm not gonna pay for it even when it is to be
1: uh, honest. I don't know. Like it's interesting that that, you know, the idea of Netflix is that it's taking everything that was on C B S, ABC, NBC, all, all the networks and moving it to one place. And now uh, it's the dream, you know? You just pay your whatever what's Netflix these days?
0: thirteen eighty nine? Yeah, whatever to Netflix is. Right.
1: Yeah, pay whatever Netflix is and you watch all the TV you want. And now we're actually moving back to the way it was. Where it's 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 no it's all available on demand, but it's segmented. If you want the DC stuff, you go to DC. If you want the Amazon stuff, you go to Amazon. If you want the the Hulu stuff, you go to Hulu. You want the Netflix Netflix stuff, you go to Netflix.
0: Disney have their own one too. Yeah,
1: Disney are launching theirs next year. So like it's it's very interesting to see how like Netflix was the dream of everything in one place, and then we've just gone back to where we were.
0: So it's basically like A one uh, networks.
1: Pretty much, it's a, like network TV. Except, and it, I I do prefer the idea of paying piecemeal, but also maybe the idea of paying for just one network package that gives you access to all the things you want was better. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll work that out in the next fifteen years.
0: Something about it bristles against me slightly because you know all these subscriptions can add up, mm-hmm. and like I know that's kind of the way of the future, and it's just going to be the way things are that you'll just have a list of things that just get paid for every month. But I think it can get kind of unwieldy. When you you're... just
1: forget about them. Yeah. I think I've been paying for WXW for, like, I don't know, a year? And I haven't watched any of it. Yeah. But it's like there's all it's the rest It's a
0: German-based independent wrestling promotion, in case you didn't know.
1: Yeah. Hey, Rob knows what it is. He wants us to go. Yeah. But, like, all the wrestling services, if you want, if you want to access the wrestling you want. But at the same time, you don't have to pay for them every month. You know? True. You can parachute into Netflix for a month. Watch whatever you want to watch there, and come back in six months. You can parachute into the 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 WXW stuff and watch watch the Tag League and Sixteen Karat. You can have a subscription to Global Wrestling Network year round, of course, and <laughs> uh, you like you can parachute in and out. You don't have to, but the problem is you pay for it and you forget about it.
0: I think I raised that point on the podcast before. The best model is to pay for it as you consume it the most, and mm-hmm. then when you're seeing yourself drop off, or there's naturally a point where you're not interested, like. You know when between seasons of the shows you're interested in Netflix you just unsubscribe because it's very easy to kind of get back on the horse again and that's a good question Gary i was going to ask you this how much of the money that these subscription services make is on people that subscribe when it was like a free trial or join something that they were interested in and they're no longer interested but they keep forgetting to unsubscribe
1: that's where all the money is <laughs> and like very enough you might still use the service but yeah. like you just don't think to cancel it. You go, through, you get through the free trial, and uh, obviously the uh, people give out about that. It's like that's on you, if you if you you're not alert enough to cancel within the thirty days. But yeah, you get there and you're just and PayPal's great for that though. Always yeah. do these things through PayPal because then you can look at your your monthly reoccurring things and just go uh, cancel, cancel, whatever.
0: If you think about it, gyms have been doing it for years. They're just using the gym model. Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna subscribe. And I'm gonna be healthy, and they're like, I'm still paying for that. Yeah. I haven't gone in like a year and a half.
1: Yeah, that's my TV. My single Parents is still very good. I'm enjoying that.
0: I might give it a shot. I was against it in the beginning, but you, you, you've stood up for it more than once, so I'm going to give it I'm gonna give, it a, I'm gonna give it a try.
1: I'm not sure how much legs it has, but it's enjoyable, and I like an enjoyable comedy.
0: You need that in your life.
1: Unlike Happy Together, which is terrible.
0: <laughs> so you're not happy while watching it? No, I'm not. Unhappy together while watching that show? That's my week when, like, I've been like... Pa- i have been yeah, mostly, but mostly with me. Mostly with you. We'll get on to that in a second. I've been catching up on my podcasts as well. One podcast I really like is one from Vox called Today Explained.
1: Do they do the very slow-talking NPR Vox voice?
0: It is basically a derivative of this American life, you know. If you look all over independent radio especially, and even, you know, major podcasts these days, the DNA of this American life is everywhere, so it's in that vein. Basically, they take a topic that's in the news... Uh, it has a mostly American's land, obviously, because it's American-based, but they have a other of topics such as the Irish abortion referendum, for example, mm-hmm. which I was surprised to hear, but I was quite pleased at, and the royal wedding. So they'll take 20, 25 minutes, sometimes it's a bit less, sometimes it might, sometimes it might be 15 minutes, and kind of just get an expert in and just talk around the subject that's in the, in the news and give you kind of the lowdown on it.
1: So you don't have to actually read. Vox yeah. will tell you everything you need to know.
0: Exactly. They've got good hosts, good people that they get in mostly people from vox who are kind of correspondents but they'll get people from the outside if they don't understand like for the irish referendum they got a a journalist from the irish times and it's just it's just kind of a it's like an easy way to consume the news because like you know these days you know i use twitter to curate news but that can even become a bit overwhelming Mm. and it just kind of exposes you to more more of these topics in kind of bite-sized ways like they did uh, did a lot of coverage on the cabinet confirmation and the subsequent allegations and all that so if you're looking for a way to kind of so if you're looking for a way to keep your head in what's going on in the world it's kind of an easy way to do it
1: and if you're looking for a way to keep your head out of what's going on in the world don't listen to it
0: exactly so um yeah gar just totally torpedoed my pitch yeah thanks gar it's fine well, it's well, the current doing.
1: events is depressing <laughs>
0: It is depressing. Speaking of current events, Gar. Yeah. I'm a fan of The Daily Show. Or at least I was. I don't watch it as much as I used to.
1: You hate Trevor Noah?
0: I love Trevor Noah. I want to see his stand-up. Why
1: don't you watch it then? I don't I don't enjoy his Daily Show. I think it's kind of... I don't know.
0: It's one of those things where I don't really enjoy his Daily Show but I really like his stand-up and I really like his stance on life. Mm. But, I don't know. The Daily Show has become a... I don't
1: know. I like, I like some. Like I like I Ronnie Chang. I like Hasan Minha... Ishan- no, Hasan Minhaj is gone doing his own thing now isn't
0: he he has his own shows and specials and stuff but it's one of those things I like the, the contributors and I like Trevor Noah but I just don't like the show anymore and it got to the point where I was recording it daily because it's on Comedy Central here mm. and it just gets to the point where you just have like 20 of them and you haven't watched any of them You because know, yeah. it's a daily show
1: but it's the daily show can in fact
0: I've kind of gotten back in touch with it via YouTube because they have a YouTube channel. And mm-hmm. in fairness, a lot of these late night talk shows and these news kind of parody
1: shows—they know where their bread is buttered.
0: Exactly. They don't make any money off television; it's all off. The, well, they they do make money. Well, yeah, <laughs> but like a lot of their money may, is made off clicks on YouTube, uh, you mm-hmm. know, and the ad revenue.
1: And they know that drives people back to television over time.
0: Exactly. So some of the segments I kind of did, it's it's kind of good because you kind of you, they post full segments so you can say, look, I'm interested in that. I'll take that. And mm-hmm. instead of watching a whole show where you might be interested in, you know. A small part of it, because it depends what the subject matter is on the night. Because it's a, a daily show, because you're not always going to be interested in all of it.
1: It's not a daily show, again, but it's the Daily Show.
0: Fair play. A section of the the clips available on the YouTube channel is called "Between the Scenes," so mm-hmm. they'll keep rolling "Between the Scenes," and Trevor Noah will talk on a subject that he's passionate about, kind of candidly, or you know, he might have a bit of banter, extra banter with guests and stuff. So that's kind of what I was pitching here, like the Daily Show on the show itself is terrible, to,
1: but Trevor Noah was just talking in between the shows not too bad
0: it's just more real like you know i think he tries too hard because like in his stand up he has an opportunity obviously he prepares material but he has an opportunity to kind of riff and be authentic and be himself and you know obviously like kind of weave in and out of stuff and go with the crowd but with the daily show i don't think he's good with scripted material
1: mm. does that make sense speaking of the daily show ken yes we also saw john stewart and dave Chappelle, and unfortunately michelle Wolf but Michelle Wolf is good she's so loud watch her show on Netflix it's really good no it wasn't It cancelled
0: I don't think so was it
1: I don't know I, I liked it a lot she's just so loud see loud Gar- isn't funny
0: it's one of those things that's shocking at the start but I think but I think she uses it as a device to kind of you be, know just to punctuate just be her loud. stuff
1: it, it, was it was such a contrast because Jon Stewart just came out and talked he didn't do... like, and If you watch the Daily Show, you know he's over the top. He's animated when he needs to be. But he's just like, I'm just going to have a bit of a chat for, what, about half an hour, 45 minutes? Yeah. he had great, con- con- complete control of the room.
0: He has a great command of an audience.
1: Yeah, because he's authoritative and people want to listen to him.
0: And the funny thing is that previous to the Daily Show, he had what was considered a failed stand-up career. Mm. And now that he's had the experience of, like, 15 years of kind of delivering material on television... He's actually much more assured and confident at the stand-up. And he has the profile to kind of... People will go with him, even just... You know, like, that's what I felt. Like, even during his set, when I didn't think it was the best stuff, I was kind of willing to go with him because I have that kind of mental goodwill for him. Does that make sense?
1: No. I'm willing to put up with him being bad because I like him. (laughs) That's what you just said.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But he also had... No, in fairness, he had a very good, good set, very solid. Do you think he just... Tapped up some of the, his former writers on The Daily Show to give him some stuff.
1: No, it's, uh, John Stewart's a pretty sharp comedic mind, Ken.
0: Then why did he succeed in the first place, Gar? He
1: did succeed in the first place. He took on The Daily Show and made it from a, a relative obscure nothing show into, like, one of the most important pieces of satire and delivery news delivery devices in America.
0: You always forget that there was a person that presented that show before him. But
1: I don't remember his name.
0: I don't remember either. Mm. He was a complete flop, apparently. Well, it, it did chug along for a few years with him, but it didn't do anything major.
1: And John Stewart also had a flop of a talk show, so you yeah. can't say anything.
0: So, the way it went on, um, Michelle Wolf was a special guest. She so came on for a half an hour. Special. She was good. Mm. Because she could be quite... There was parts of her set where she was quiet as well, and she was kind of Not strange. Really. She was all shouting. I well, I caught that bit. So she does use it as a kind of a punctuation, as a way of grabbing your attention. She's so loud. It's not your cup of tea, I get it. I,
1: I don't like people just shouting. And like Dave Chappelle's in the middle of these two, or he's a, he does a bit of it, but he, he uses it as a device. He talks and then he'll he'll go up for a big delivery or a big joke,
0: or he'll say something shocking, which you think he's just sort of being a bit crass, but then he'll put it into an overall point that's quite poignant or quite you know, substantial or quite, you know,
1: deep. I just don't think Michelle Wolfe's set is particularly well-crafted.
0: Dave Chappelle had a bit of a weird energy,
1: though. Did, did you notice that? Yeah.
0: He's, he seemed like he'd been drinking before he went on stage.
1: Ken is throwing out accusations now.
0: Well, he as soon as he finished his set, he asked for a drink, so I don't know. But I... He was and uh, big shocker smoking indoors or in public venues or in workplaces is, is illegal here
1: yes, this is Dave chappelle's workplace, so it is illegal to smoke in a workplace, Dave chappelle. we should be arrested, so or Well, probably probably
0: He smoked like three or four cigarettes while he was on stage, yeah and it's funny like you could you could almost hear an audible gasp when they realized he was smoking. was like,
1: <gasps> that's against the law, but nobody stopped him. You're not allowed to do that. I'm going to call the police.
0: Yeah, there was nothing came of it after. I just checked Twitter to see if there was any kind of scandal over it. There, all all the stuff was positive about the night and people enjoyed it. Nobody really talks about to him smoking. <laughs> it's
1: because no one cares. But I care because someone gave out to me and threatened to fine me for a laptop and he actually broke the law during the event and he should have been fined. Mad.
0: Yeah, that's one thing we were going to talk about. Dave Chappelle feels very strongly... You've probably seen this in the news if you follow Dave Chappelle. About, I think
1: he's snapped on people before and had some nightmare sets. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's had some viral videos about snapping on people. He feels very strongly about people using their phones or having their phones during performances. So this was a strictly no phone performance to the point where you had to put your phone into a bag that's locked with a magnet and then they get it back at the end. Well, you keep the phone with you and then you unlock it at the end and get your phone out. It's using this technology called Yonder... The Magnet it's been in existence since 2014 The Magnet and it pitches itself as a play, as a, a technology it's not even a technology it's existed it's a
1: bag with a magnet
0: They have them for clothes in, in supermarkets or I'm going to call it a retail. bagnet So basically all it is is a bag with a magnet that has a disc that opens the magnet mm-hmm. and it's been in existence since 2014 it pitches itself as a as a tool for artists or for public venues or for libraries or for anything like that or for you know any place that doesn't want disturbance from mobile phones yeah to control that but it just seems like this guy has patented a a, magnet a a phone pouch with a magnet Magnet. a magnet and now the likes of Dave Chappelle have you know taken it and embraced it so it's going to be a big company based on a technology that's existed for ages as I said if you go into any store Sells clothes or, or any valuable items. They put these tags, magnetic tags, on them. Mm. So it's existed, you know, for decades. That's really annoying. But you, in particular? You, it, it really irked you. Well,
1: yeah. like the 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 phone bag thing. Okay, uh, to a degree, I get it. Especially like the the post show Q and A allows him to speak candidly without fear of going viral or something like that. But just you don't or you don't have the right to somebody's attention. Even if they paid to see you, you don't have a divine right to their attention. You earn it. And if, you, if someone's on their phone during event, you've lost them. That's on you, not the fact that they have a phone in their pocket. But neither here nor there. While I was going in, because I, I brought my laptop with me, because just in case some kind of work emergency came up, I'd like to have my laptop with me. So I was going in and I put my phone in their dump pouch. Fine. And then uh, the, the man was searching my bag and he's like, Don't you take that laptop out of your bag. If you do, you'll be kicked out and you'll find. Leave it in there, okay? And I'm like... Dude, cool your jets. I'm not a terrorist. I'm not bringing a bomb into the event. It's a laptop. Go away, stop shouting at me, and uh, treat the other human beings with some amount of dignity. I'm not breaking the law, and one, he has no authority to fine me. No matter what. Bringing a laptop into a public space is not a crime, it's not a finable event, they can't do that. You know what it's a finable event, Ken? Smoking in a workplace. They broke the law, I didn't, and that annoyed me. So the, that security guard outside the Three Arena, you suck. I bet he's listening right now in tears I hope he's listening he's made me made me unnecessarily upset and didn't treat another person with respect for no reason other than I don't know he's just he wants to threaten people so that they don't use their laptop for yeah. the love of God, and I, like I had my Switch in my bag, I, I, I just wanted to sit there and play my Switch for the entire event, just despite these people. And then they try and find me, and then they, well, they have no right, they have no authority to find people. Ken, I wouldn't have been breaking a law.
0: In fairness, I had my Apple Watch, which connects to my phone, which means I can send texts from my watch. And I sent a text as an act of defiance when I got inside.
1: Yeah, you, bro- you broke the rules of the dumb, stupid Dave Chappelle give me your attention even if I didn't earn it. N- nonsense.
0: I felt like a rebel. But what do you think of the argument that it prevents copyright infringement?
1: Ah, shut up. <laughs> <Just> shut up. <laughs> and it's like, it's a, it's a world of sharing. Come on. Yeah.
0: One last thing, Garrett Last night, mm-hmm. one of the reasons that we've seen each other a lot this week. I'm
1: sick of seeing you, but anyway.
0: We went to the theatre for a nice evening. So... In Cork, there is an independent theatre called Court Arts Theatre, and they put on stuff with local talent and local r- writers.
1: When you say independent theatre, isn't the Opera House an independent theatre?
0: Yeah, I suppose it is, but what does that even mean? Maybe that, maybe that's the wrong word. Small, but it's small, <laughs> you know, funded by grants. Like independent, by the sense that that means
1: it's not independent. <laughs> it's,
0: it's not, it's not exactly run for a profit, as such. It, if it makes a profit, then it's considered good, but it's run just to be able to keep the space open and give people a platform to, to stage their events. Yeah. So we went to see uh, what's called a 10x10 event. So it's 10 plays of 10 minutes each. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of a growing, it's not a movement What's uh, format, I suppose, for for a, a, an evening's theatre. where I've seen it in other cities as well, so when it came to Cork it kind of caught my eye. This is the ninth year of it in Cork. So basically they take submissions from... Uh, you know, independent playwrights or people who haven't had the opportunity to have their stuff produced.
1: They've had 94 submissions this year.
0: 94 in all. And then they take 10 of them and they produce them, they direct them. Some of the people who wrote them directed themselves. I think one person did. And it's just, you know, to see what comes of it. So, like, I suppose the prize is to have your work produced because, you know, that's it's not easy to get your work on a stage. Mm-hmm. Also, each evening, the audience voted for their favourite play and I think the last night of the run is tonight. And it'll award the audience prize as well. So I just think it's a really cool format. What do you
1: think, Gar? And like when you think about only one actor repeated between these ten plays. Yeah. And uh, as you said, only one had a different... Uh, the, the writer and director was the same. So of these ten plays, each had a writer, each had a director, and each had one to four cast
0: members? Yeah, plus there was a crew involved.
1: Well, one, the crew was one person, but... <laughs>
0: Well, there was a kind of a, a whole raking cute Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's
1: probably always there for the theatre. Yeah. But, like, that's that's a lot of people getting to do their art in yeah. one night. Or, well, five nights. But, you know, in, in one run of shows. And that's cool.
0: Yeah. it's very cool. So
1: Like, you, they weren't all great. Yeah. I don't think any of them were bad. I but,
0: didn't actively dislike any of them. And even if I didn't like it, I can really appreciate the endeavour and the intent of it. Just, like, people really, you know, trying to create something and trying to themselves out there and, and let their, let people see their art
1: yeah the program in front of me I enjoyed What a Scream yes very good performances I would say very well written yeah it was well written yeah and my, my favourite was You Should Be Ashamed just because it had a, some very good jokes around uh, the, the dead people
0: <laughs> yeah dead people and basically you know that whole thing of people being sacred and should we kind of be reverent or can we just be you know treat them like they were in their life as a human being actually that's kind of coincidental because we'll talk about that in a minute in our news stories but 10x10 it's a kind of a growing movement in theatre if it comes to your city and especially if it's in in, in a kind of an independent or kind of non-professional setting give it a go
1: yeah unless the plays are terrible well then that's not us
0: in fairness for us it was 12 bucks which Mm -hmm. is like $10 so it was worth a, a gamble just for a night's entertainment, and I would say on balance, I didn't I didn't hate anything and I liked like seventy-five percent of
1: it. Yeah, it was a three were excellent. Uh four were like good, and then three were like eh. So there you go. So that's a pretty good tape right. News stories, Gar. News stories. Where's my script?
0: Where's your script? Pick up your script there and we'll have a chat about the news for a little bit. Uh,
1: Saudi Arabia's murdering people. Yeah. Again.
0: Now at the time I wrote the script. It's a uh, apparent killing of Jamal Khashoggi. But they've admitted it. <laughs> he's been confirmed as dead as of yesterday. Well, he's been
1: confirmed as dead for a while now. It's, well, they've, they've admitted it.
0: The US and Saudis have come out and said it. He now, just
1: happened to walk into the bone saw. Yeah,
0: so he, what they're trying to say now was a fight broke out at the... Yes, sure it did. <laughs> at, the, at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul.
1: They tried to torture him and he resisted. And that was justification for killing him.
0: Yeah, so... Basically, a a group of hitmen is what we can call them. Entered Turkey for less than less than a half a day, just over half a day, I think it was.
1: They were the 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 Saudi Crown Prince's royal personal guard, weren't they? Yeah, and <laughs> they they had a bone saw on them. And uh, this journalist who has been you don't mean bonesaw McGraw, do you?
0: No, just a, a good old fashioned saw that he used to. Do you know who Bonesaw of... McGraw is? No,
1: it's Randy Savage's character from Spider Man.
0: Oh yes, I forgot about that.
1: Stealing but that joke from somebody.
0: Khashoggi had I hope I'm pronouncing that right, has had been critical of the Saudi. Not even critical in an outright kind of controversial or kind of a more just commentary right? upon than
1: yeah. in, in fairness, commentary upon will Saudi Arabia will inherently be critical. But I don't think he was like this regime is the worst, should be shut down.
0: But it's just the way the the US have handled it. First Donald Trump tried to say it was mercenaries that, that out of nowhere just <laughs> he, came he, into he, the continent and killed this thing is like if a fight broke out or it was these you know these kind of mercenaries, they killed one person, mm. and it was a journalist, a person of no real importance.
1: But like you remember when Russia hacked the U.S. election, he's like, it could be anybody, it could okay. be China, it could be some China. fat hacker sitting on their bed. It's like that's the same thing. He did the same thing here. It could be anybody that killed this man. This this a man critical of the Saudi Arabia regime in a Saudi, Arabia, Saudi Arabian embassy. Could be anybody that did it.
0: What really unsettles me is Saudi Arabia, since... Well, the king is still alive, but his son, Bin Salman, he's the crown prince, is essentially running the country now. And he's on the face of it trying to present himself as progressive mm-hmm. in terms of letting women drive and, you know, just opening up to the West and stuff like that. But it's, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's, it's propaganda.
1: And what really, really worries me is you've seen a lot in recent weeks of, like, major media and tech companies pulling out of events in Saudi Arabia. And that tells me they were being bought off. All of them. Like, CNN and Google and all these people who are going to do events in Saudi Arabia are are going to... Uh, were were contributing toward the global propaganda message because well they threw shitloads of money at them and obviously the another big one in this scenario was the World Wrestling Entertainment who are at as of this recording still doing their event in Saudi Arabia.
0: Apparently that's coming to a head now, though, and there is talk that it will be either moved or cancelled in the next few days.
1: Well, it should be. It should have been cancelled a week ago. And now they'll look bad because it looks like they cancelled, they dragged their feet for two weeks and only cancelled it due to public pressure instead of, you know, they killed a US-based journalist.
0: But then you have the President of the United States legitimising them keeping the event in Saudi Arabia by saying, yes, that's reprehensible. If they did do it, I don't think they did because, you know, they're a great guy because they gave us money
1: and oh god yeah the the other Trump argument is that we can't possibly not uh, do the arms deal with them because that would be bad for us so abandon ethics abandon morals abandon whether or not you should send sell sell guns to horrible dictatorial regimes it makes us money so who gives a shit yeah and that's what happens when you have a man with zero moral compass in that kind of office.
0: He's basically said, that's bad, we don't like it at all, but why should we punish ourselves by not getting the money? Yeah. But it's not even the money, it's where the money is going. It's going towards arms, which is, which, you know, you know, there's allows wide, them to murder more people. Not even in their own country because there's been widespread condemnation of their bombing of Yemen as well, mm. which is solely funded, not funded, but solely using US arms. And it's just so pro- problematic. You know, there's, uh, there's footage last week of uh, of a luxury hotel in uh, Riyadh being used as a, basically a prison for his his detractors or problematic people, and it's just like it's just so coincidental that either a kind of completely mercenary group or a fracas broke out in the consulate and one person who is a they, they killed him,
1: God, <laughs> they killed him. Ends up like, but the the fact that they're so arrogant. About, and then dismembered him and his body disappeared. Come on, the fact that they're so arrogant. That
0: they're they have more money than God and they think they can get away with it. That's what bothers me as well. Mm. But the thing is, the only way to hit Saudi Arabia is in their pocket,
1: because now they've shit loads, shit loads of oil. You'll have a hard time hitting them My, by not buying their oil. But there'll always be someone to buy their oil. The
0: oil is running out, care because you've seen a, a desperate attempt in the last uh, couple of years, this year especially, uh, that the crown prince is trying to bring a lot of technology companies into Saudi Arabia that's what this, these, these yearly tech conferences were about that a lot of the companies are pulling out of now. So he was courting them as a method of moving Saudi Arabia towards technology so they don't have to rely on oil.
1: That's our strategy. Get out.
0: Exactly. Yeah, we're kind of,
1: Everybody's European, Middle East and Asia's headquarters are in Ireland. You don't try and take that from us.
0: But that says to me, Gar, that the oil is either finite or it's running out or it's not as much of a resource. So, like, the only way to hit Saudi Arabia is don't do business with them. The oil will run out eventually. And... The only people who have any money and be, uh, have any lifestyle or have any comfort in the country will be the royal family. And do you think the people won't turn on them eventually?
1: I don't know. It depends how much they're oppressed.
0: But that's another thing as well. Like, it's The way the religion is set up and the way the country is set up, they believe that God has chosen them to be the rulers and to be rich. And they are poor because it's the way God has willed it to be. So they use religion as a systematic way of keeping people down as well not to mention propaganda and it's such a weird thing is—he, it's almost like he's like Middle Eastern Trump in some ways even though he's quite handsome which is a bit morally you know it makes me feel bad I'm like he's a good looking guy but I would but he's uh, if I was of that persuasion of course maybe I am I don't know <laughs>
1: sexuality is a spectrum
0: but um I lost my train of thought now thinking about his phantom face
1: <laughs> now won, he's won you over he's a
0: charismatic leader but it, it's funny that he courts the media and courts attention he was on the cover at time but yet you know he doesn't like obviously he courts the attention that's positive and then anything that's negative he murders he, people he murders people yes sure.
1: now we're something completely different from Saudi Arabia to Arabian Nights
0: Arabian Nights
1: that's a, a world class segue for you there Ken
0: that's some very good journalism, Gar. Yeah. The first trailer for Disney's live-action, Aladdin adaptation came out during the week.
1: Yes, I thought it was pretty neat.
0: Yeah, pretty good.
1: Looks very, very fancy, looks very pretty. Didn't give away too much. People are mad. It's like, how do you do the Aladdin trailer without showing a genie? And those people have no understanding of marketing.
0: The big reveal of the genie is what hooks people to go see the film, Gar.
1: Yeah, and you do that in the, well, the, the big trailer. This or is the teaser trailer at all. It's the same thing with Venom. It's like, oh, the Venom teaser trailer didn't show Venom. And it's like... Well, yes. Do not realize how marketing campaigns work? You start slow and you ramp up.
0: You look at the gods of the film a couple of years ago. They didn't show that the monster in the first trailer either.
1: Yeah, this is—you don't give away your hand in the first trailer. You want people to still pay attention to you when, when, when this film's out next May, isn't
0: it? May two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, like, you, this is still six, seven months away, eight months away. I'd time, but. You just, people are dumb. Um, that, that's the moral of the story there. But yeah, it's a good trailer. I think it was stylish. And like all of these adaptations, I've enjoyed in some way or form. And I think, yeah, go for it, Disney. As general, I said, Lilo and Stitch. Make it a dog.
0: The general consensus, okay, we'll talk about that. It's a it comes, great idea.
1: It's, it's a good idea, but it's still a musical? Uh, it was never a musical in the well, first it's place. It a strong musical It just elements. had Elvis songs in it. Yeah. It had a score. It wasn't a musical. I, I'd, I'd still
0: have the songs in it.
1: I do think the Elvis songs are important to the identity of the film, but...
0: Yeah. The, the critical Hawaiian consensus has Hawaiian Roller Coaster is a great song. Quite... Hawaii. What? Hawaiian Roller Coaster is a great song. Great song. The op- is that the opening song? No, th- no, the opening song is good as well. Mm-hmm. It's kind of more of a score, though, as well. But getting back to Aladdin, the critical
1: consensus has been mixed, but... Critical consensus of a trailer? <laughs> yeah. You know, people, people have wrote, like, a deep well, view.
0: People write think pieces about anything these days because you need to churn out content, but... In terms of the fan response, people have kind of either been, like, really positive about it, or people who are on the fence about, because people don't want their childhood ruined. It's not going to
1: be ruined. Aladdin will still exist. In fact, Aladdin's one of the yeah, Disney films.
0: It's one of my favourites.
1: Yeah, that's a good Robin Williams performance, and one good song. That's the one Two that's good on. songs.
0: That's one of the songs that are good for you.
1: One Jump Ahead and A Whole New World.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I'm looking forward to it. i like, it's a, again, we talk about adaptations. It's a different thing. It's a different version of this. Because in fairness,
1: the Disney ones have been very faithful. Yeah. Like, very, very faithful. So, like, like The Jungle Book is a shot-for-shot shot remake of The Jungle Book. It just happens to be a real person. Yeah. And the problematicness is taken out.
0: Yeah. The old colonial racism. Yeah. But, yeah, it looks positive. Uh, Alan Menken's on board to, uh, to compose it and write some new songs. The only thing that kind of bothers me is that they're kind of shoehorning in a Prince Anders character. Why? I have no idea. As a suitor for Jasmine, I'd imagine. But how would someone from... Love triangle! Yeah, exactly. How would someone from, like, Scandinavia make it to Arabia in those days?
1: John Stewart is very fond of Scandinavians, by the way. Scandinavia? He is very attracted to the Scandinavian bone structure.
0: Yes, very much so. <laughs> but, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's coming. It's a big year next year because, as we said in our Childhood Memories episode... They have Toy Story 4 and The Lion King as well, all in the same year.
1: And, of course, Avengers Infinity War Part 2, or whatever it will be called.
0: Captain Marvel ended this year or early next year?
1: Early next year, like February, the Black Panther slot.
0: Disney are just like...
1: That's a lot of films next year, Disney. You cool your jets and stop making all this money.
0: (laughs) Stop raking in the dough. Mad. So, one last one, Garrett. A bit of a strange one, just to mix things up. A bit of fun. Uh, do you want to read
1: this one? Right? <laughs> the, the last forty minutes of this podcast has been dire uh, horribleness. Been now reaped. we're now we're injecting a bit of levity,
0: a little bit of fun to it.
1: Do I want to read? Okay. Students in California mixed their grandparents' cremated ashes into homemade cookies.
0: Okay, I wrote down here. It Gives a whole other meaning to grandma's cookies.
1: <laughs> this is actually related to somewhat related to a play, a ten minute play we saw last night. Yeah, that involved ashes and cookies, well scones. Um, but yeah. yeah. Don't do this. This is creepy. Don't eat dead people. Is this cannibalism? Does this count as cannibalism?
0: Uh, Well, they're not. There still are people, but it's human remains. You're still eating
1: people, though.
0: Yeah, as many as nine students. So they took the, the these students took the cookies into school and gave them to their classmates. Nine of them ate the cookies.
1: No, did they know?
0: no oh no they didn't know beforehand so they ate the cookies with no knowledge of the what was inside them the special ingredient and such
1: you just made people cannibals you just turned people into cannibals right now
0: so it's not clear whether the two students were related that wasn't really involved in the story but it took place in West Sacramento in the Da Vinci Charters Academy so these are just that sounds like a private school to me
1: don't do that don't bring grand don't make people eat your grandparents that's not a thing you should do
0: our rich kids are so bored now. They're just like trying to up the ante. They're like, so either like if you're those kids, parents, like either they really hated their grandparents or they really hate their parents or they're just sociopaths or they're so disconnected from reality that they think that's funny or a prank.
1: God, this is, this is Logan, Jake Paul's fault. Isn't it? Yeah. Everything goes back to Jake Paul. Let's do some really fucked up stuff and then go viral. Every reason dumb people are young goes back to dumb internet YouTubers.
0: Nobody has suffered any ill effects from consuming the remains, so that will... Well, it's only ash. Yeah, yeah they're not poisonous, and like... Well, yeah, but I suppose they... Yeah, is, is there an effect? Well, people eat humans, I guess, and don't suffer any ill effects. Don't try to eat me, again. At least wait till after the podcast.
1: You're tasty looking.
0: Uh, although the Davis Police Lieutenant Paul Doroshov told the Sacramento Bee, which is the local newspaper... There could be some emotional issues experienced. I imagine so.
1: You could be possessed by the grandparents. That's how it works. You just ate them, so they're inside of you. There's a horror movie in that, girl. Yeah, and bring the cookies to school. It's like, here, have my cookies. You just ate my grandma. You are my grandma.
0: And the grandma and the grandpa go on a murderous rampage as revenge.
1: Yeah, it's going to be up there with icy bread people.
0: One classmate, Andy Knox, told a local TV station, KCRA, I didn't believe her until she pulled out the urn. She told me that there was a special ingredient in the cookie.
1: I was kind of horrified. <laughs> <Yeah>, kind of. <laughs> it's like Paul Bearer, like the urn comes out. It's like, yes, you just ate my grandma.
0: It's funny, like, the premise of American Vandal season two is someone keeps spikes the lemonade with laxatives. Oh. This is like a really fucked up version of that.
1: What if this is actually just a fake story planted to set up American Vandal season three? Could be. Like mm-hmm. have you seen like Nathan for You? Yeah. Or like fake Starbucks? No. And that was a whole thing where he set up fake Starbucks and like they sued him to stop fake Starbucks, but that was just a thing for an episode of Nathan for You as it turned out. Okay. And there's like two or three episodes of that show that are like dumb viral sensations that turn out to be stunts for his show. So that maybe this is that. Maybe this is gonna be a season of American Bandle where it's like who ate the grandma cookies? Why did why did you make them eat the grandma cookies? Yeah. Where'd grandma go? What if they killed the grandparents? What if the grandparents were killed in order for these cookies? What if this is like a long play? It's like, all right, we want to have someone eat some cremated remains. So who are we going to kill off? Grandma's pretty old. That's fine.
0: Yeah, I wonder, like, were the ashes recent or were they like there for a few years?
1: If it was Christmas, I'd be like, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Then I burned her ashes and fed them to my friends at school. That's a different song.
0: That's an entirely different song. Mr. Doroshov, who was the investigating officer, added that the motives behind the culinary crime were unknown, Mm. but said the suspects were unlikely to be charged and that the officer would leave it to the school to handle the issue. He admitted he was unaware as to whether baking human remains into food could be considered an actual crime. Cannibalism's a crime, isn't it? I don't know.
1: So this is cannibalism. It's a crime. It's
0: kind of a grey area. It's like, so is this...
1: The law? Is, a, is it illegal to make people cannibals knowing that it would probably be take some legal
0: debate to figure that out it's <laughs> yeah. going to be like
1: a supreme court, court matter isn't it it's
0: like are they still human beings is it technically cannibalism it's,
1: it's definitely cannibalism they ate a person
0: in a letter sent to the parents headmaster tyler milsap said <laughs> the pair <laughs> what were a remorseful sack. apparently they're sad that they did it guy they're very sorry that they made their friends eat grandma and grandpa
1: what do you mean they're sad that they don't have, like, the their parents are terrible if they didn't have the moral grounding to go making people eat dead people is wrong. Principal Millsap also said that it had become a private family matter. Of course it was, it was always a private family matter until, you know, they fed the cookies to other people.
0: So the fact that they were remorseful means that they're probably not psychopaths, so what's the motivation?
1: I would think they're definitely, I think the fact that they're remorseful after the fact means they're definitely psychopaths. You think so? If they don't have the moral grounding to go feeding cookies with my dead grandparents baked in, which one? they have to go through the effort of baking those cookies. There's multiple steps here in which they go, oh, this isn't okay. It's like, one, why are we baking grandma into cookies? Two, why are we then going to feed those cookies to unsuspecting classmates? Both of those things are things which any reasonable person should go, that's not right. So they're definitely psychopaths.
0: I'm, I'm going to try and see if I can follow up on this story and we'll get back to you guys on this because I'm interested to see if the motivations or, or anything like that comes out. Possibly this is where it ends because it's it, apparently it's been kind of brushed off as a private family matter, but it's pretty fucked up.
1: Yeah. People... bad. That's bad parenting. This is bad parenting. Maybe we grew up bad grandparenting. Maybe they let them down.
0: Maybe they like really hated their grandparents and they like, fuck you grandma and grandpa, we're going to make people eat you. Yeah. If or you're maybe... Cara, I was thinking this. Maybe they loved their grandparents and they loved them so much that instead of scattering their ashes they wanted to make young people eat them and so then that they shit could,
1: them out into the toilet.
0: No, so they could carry them... Your
1: grandparents are in the sewers now.
0: No, because... If they go inside them... They like shit of, out, and then... They uh, won't shit all of it out, Gar. They, Hold on
1: a second. They won't shit all of it out. And then they will carry their grandparents around with them for the rest of their lives and all their travels. It seems like something you'd need somebody's consent for.
0: Yeah. It's like, carry my grandparents with you forever inside you.
1: No means no. Weird.
0: That's just plain weird, Gar. So, are you ready for...
1: Uh, am, I, am I ready for a week quiz?
0: Gar, don't make fun of my speech impediment. You, you, am I ready
1: for a week quiz? We're going to do a week quiz? We're going to do a week quiz. If you are a
0: new listener to the show, you need to know that we are big fans of a quiz and even bigger fans of a bitter rivalry.
1: Uh, did you go back and check what the score was? I did. Oh, you did? Give me
0: some time, Gar. Did you some do time. doing
1: research. I did research. I did some preparation. It's I just th- show up here and talk.
0: <laughs> it's time for a week quiz. Now, Gar, I know that we don't do cheesy audio stings anymore but robot queen liz is like a member of the weekend show family so for her we will make an exception let's be avenue liz one is ready for we quiz battle of the brothers it's like we quiz or wick quiz get it
1: ha 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 also you paid for this thing so yeah (laughs) I did pay for it. <laughs> you paid for somebody to do, I'm Queen Liz, let's go, bleep,
0: Actually, bloop. Actually, I paid for the theme song, but I didn't pay for that. I used a, a random generator online.
1: A Liz generator? There's a Liz generator? Yeah. A robot Liz?
0: Yeah. Bleep, bloop. It's like Liz Siri, that you can just write in what you want and she'll say it. I see. Again, in case you're new to the show or need reminding, Gary and I take it in turns to devise devious quizzes in an attempt to stump each other.
1: What was the last one? I uh, 20 questions. Oh, twenty
0: questions. Did you win 20 questions? I did. Oh, no. If the quiz E gets more questions right than wrong, they get the point. But if they lose, the quizzer gets the point. Mm-hmm. So, in this case, when we left off in episode 50, the series score was 3-1 to yours, truly. I don't believe that. I look, Gar- I look back. Hmm. I checked the tapes. I checked
1: the records. So, what, what were our other two? There was...
0: SummerSlam, you won that one. Okay. There's a SummerSlam quiz, like, really... Took off the internet and became lazy and you won
1: <laughs> Yeah, and there was uh, fake uh, young adult novels.
0: Yeah, I won that because you didn't get enough right.
1: Yeah. What was, our, what's, what was our last one? I know Tongue Twisters is the one I wanted to do for you, but I didn't do to you.
0: You didn't do it to me. You should have done it, you should have. That might the be kill. the next
1: one. I might go for Tongue Twisters, because Tongue Twisters will murder you.
0: <laughs> this time, it's my turn to be the Quizmaster. So, without further ado, it's a Spot the Fake format. I'm calling it pilot or pile not.
1: <laughs> I see what you did there.
0: I'll describe a list of failed US sitcom pilots and Gara will have to separate the real flaps from the ones that I have fabricated.
1: Is there, are you one hundred percent sure this wasn't the quiz we already did?
0: No, we did the the fake or real young adult novels.
1: Okay. So like I'm going back to that well again because I was successful with that. Okay. Feel free to play along at home. Gary you ready? Please say it as if you're John Anderson from Gladiators.
0: For, <laughs> okay, okay. Gar, ready! Okay. Three, two, one. Thank you. (laughs) I can't whistle now. My lips are too dry. Okay, so I've got a list here of 11 potential sitcoms that didn't make past the pilot stage, and you had to spot which ones are ones that I made up and wrote myself, and which ones actually existed or were going to exist. So some of them were unmade pilots.
1: So there's a strategy here, because there's obviously, I know Ken. yeah. For as long as I have been alive, Ken has been hating my existence and wanting to kill me. And, you know, get inside his head.
0: So, like, the ones that have detail, did I add that detail on purpose to throw you? Or was that the detail that's already there? Or did I go scant on detail to confuse you? We'll
1: see. The first one, Gar, is
0: called Collars.
1: Collars. Collars. As in, of the shirt. Yes. There's white collar. That's a show.
0: It is, yeah. Do you want me to describe it to you? Sure. Sure. Produced by Lauren Michaels and set in one of New York's toughest precincts.
1: Isn't Lauren Michaels the Saturday Night Live guy? Yeah. Okay.
0: Collars starred Jimmy Fallon and Jason Sudeikis as Mm. a pair of no-good young cops. Right. After being at the centre of an embarrassing incident for the NYPD, the partners are relegated to manning the precinct's holding cells on the dreaded night shift. The series was due to star several other SNL alums as the criminals and 'er ne'er-do-wells who occupy the cells.
1: You see, I feel like... You looked at Saturday Night Live, and you're like, I'm going to take a bunch of people from Saturday Night Live and use that to form the basis of a vague Brooklyn Nine-Nine-like show, and then make that into my fake TV show. Or did I? My fake TV show.
0: Yep, you're right. <laughs>
1: <good>. <laughs> See, this is, this is the get in the Ken's head, the understanding his thinking, and knowing how he believes in his mentality.
0: So that's 1-0 to you. You need to get 6 to get the victory.
1: Everyone everyone knows that every single piece of Saturday Night Live-related media has uh, Andy Watts' name in it.
0: Andy Sandberg? Yeah, Andy Samberg is in all Damn of them.
1: It. If you put Andy Sandberg in it, I was like, maybe it is. Maybe I it was, I like I was
0: too t- close to the bone, because like, I, like, I thought I could maybe trick you by going, oh, Andy Samberg was in it, maybe this was a precursor to Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I hmm. didn't go there. The second one, guy is called The Magic Johnsons. Okay. set around former L.A. Laker Magic Johnson and his family, as he attempts to adjust to life after professional basketball by starting his own line of sporting goods stores.
1: You see, I'd watch that show. I'd be like, Magic Johnson, charismatic lead, interesting man, starting his own sporting goods. I'm going to say it's real. It's fake. Duh! I'd watch that show, Ken. You start working on that pilot. You start (laughs) writing that.
0: So we're one-on-one now. Also, the
1: Magic Johnsons is a good name. That's a good good pilot name.
0: God, I I should be in television.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you should be making this stuff.
0: So you're one and one now, Gar. I'm going to leave a little pause, actually, uh, after you give your answer, just to pe- in case people are playing at home.
1: For dramatic, for dramatic effect, you should add the the, the Who Wants the Beal Millionaire music. Do, 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 do Or do, the countdown do. music.
0: like, do, 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 Anyway. Do you third, want to
1: give me anxiety?
0: The third one is called Giants. <laughs> How of many are there? Eleven. So Eleven. So it's impossible to have a tie.
1: I don't want a tie.
0: The third one is called Giants of Radio. Mm-hmm. Starring Joel McHale and Danny Pudi Fake. from Community in a single camera sitcom set in the world of radio. The failure of the project led to McHale and Pudi being snapped up for Community. Fake. Are you sure? Yes. Is that your final answer? Yes. It's real. Really? Yeah. Whoa. So you're a one and two, Gar. So this is
1: before Community? Yeah. Oh, okay. So
0: that when it failed, they they got snapped up for Community. So you're one and two, Gar. Mm. The third one is The Simple Life. A sitcom version of the popular reality show starring Katrina Bowden as a Paris Hilton inspired character. I don't know who
1: Katrina Bowden is. She was in
0: 30 Rock. And Busy Phillips as Nicole Richie, where two spoiled heiresses are sent to live on a distant relative's humble farm.
1: Hmm. You see, this doesn't have names that I think would come from your head. Though even the fact that I questioned who it was and you knew immediately she was in 30 Rock. Who was the other person in the show? Busy Phillips. Who's she? She was in that one with Courtney Cox. Portlandia, no. No. Cougartown. Yeah. Um Real.
0: It is fake. Really? Yeah. Those, that the, up. You,
1: these are the actors you came up with? Yeah. Hmm.
0: I'm clever. So you're now one in three, Gar. God damn it. You're getting precariously close to not winning this.
1: Listen. And if 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 I lose we will we will finish out the round for pride and or utter defeat.
0: The next one is Starstruck. Mm-hmm. Made in the wake of the success of Star Wars, complete with bootleg clones of CP3O and rt two, a laugh track comedy set in an alien-filled bar in space.
1: There's not a lot of detail there.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm wondering if the lack of detail is your laziness or your deceptiveness. I'm just going to say it's fake. It's real. God damn it, this is not going well. <laughs> you're one in four here. You're two, two, I started so well.
0: You're two wrong guesses away from defeat. Cutback is on. Okay. The next one is Kicking and Screaming. Mm-hmm. A spin-off of the 2005 film Kicking and Screaming. Starring who? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell created and produced this sitcom set in the cutthroat world of pee wee soccer. Rob Riggle stars as an out-of-work stay-at-home dad who takes over the coaching duties of his daughter's team, the Tigers. He has to figure out how to turn around the worst team in the league with little or no talent to work with, while dealing with pushy, ultra-competitive parents.
1: Oh, you see, Kicking and Screaming is a film I've never heard of. So for you to pull... Real. like,
0: God damn it! You're a one
1: in five. I see, I'm, I'm trying to ken you too much. I'm trying yeah. to ken these too much.
0: You're one in five, guys, so you're actually one wrong answer away from
1: not being able to win. Where do you find Kicking and Screaming? Is that a film you like? Yeah. Alright.
0: How did I come up with that? I can't remember, but I'm quite proud of myself so far the next one is called look well Mm -hmm. co-created by conan o'brien look well stars batman himself adam west as the titular character who is a washed up tv action hero who believes he can solve crime by himself
1: i'm pretty sure that's real that is real i I think i remember that show so you're five and two that show that show how far did that show get in uh just a pilot i think it was just a pilot yeah i I think i I remember that I, i remember that show so you're
0: two and five, Comeback Come back, come back is on. So come back is on. The next one is called Heil Honey, I'm Home, which revolved around none other than Adolf Hitler and his lovely wife, Ava Braun, who oh. lived next door to a nice Jewish family. Oh, fake. Are you sure?
1: I, I, I would hope so. It's real. Oh, no. You've officially lost, Gary. You're no. two and six.
0: <laughs> yeah, it that... was real, apparently. It, it was due to, to be a, a thing.
1: Why would anybody come up with that idea? because they thought it had been long enough I guess
0: that's stupid yeah it came from the 90s I'm pretty sure
1: well the 90s was a time of depravity that should be forgotten in every regard Shogar
0: you officially lost it's now 3 Shogar you have officially lost shut up yeah. you're doing your Sean Connery impression yes, right that's now. that's exactly friend. what I was doing Gar Shogar <laughs> so, you've officially lost it's 4-1 to me in the series but do you want to continue for pride
1: well it's less pride than further losing my dignity but well you put effort into this we might as well finish it out
0: so the next one is called My Best Life. Mm-hmm. David Spade stars as a no-good ex-con who dies on the day of his release. Mm-hmm. When he arrives in the afterlife, St. Peter is set to send him to hell, but Spade pleads for his soul and another chance to prove he can be a good person. He makes a deal that allows him one year to complete a heaven-worthy deed. If he commits one of the seven deadly sins, it takes a week off his time. Mortal sins are a deal-breaker which sends him straight to hell. Comedian Monique plays an archangel who is assigned to watch over him and act as a judge
1: remember when David Spade was a thing yeah I'm kind of happy he's not anymore
0: yeah I know he's like a sidekick to Alton Sandler
1: that feels super real
0: are you going to say it? I'm
1: going to say real it's fake god damn it where'd you come up with you should have known Monique was mentioned at John Stewart so what are you at now with two and it's two and seven two and seven out of what three to go two to go I thought you said there was eleven yeah Two and seven is nine. But two, yes, math. Maths, Gar, well done. Shut up.
0: Our second to last
1: one, Gar, is
0: called The Dictator.
1: Is this about Hitler too? No. Is it's it's a separate dictator. <laughs> is this about Kim Jong-un? No. Eel? So wait, can I read it? Okay.
0: An attempt to capitalize on the success of Back to the Future, Christopher Lloyd was to star as Joseph Paul Domingo, a dictator from a small Caribbean island who was deposed and exiled to Queens, New York. He then sets up his own laundromat with his wife, kids, and former general.
1: That feels 80s broad. That's real.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's real.
1: Also, the character name is something you would have never come up with.
0: Yes. <laughs> Fair play to you. So you're three and seven now. Mm-hmm. So to finish Stronger, the last one is called Mission Control. Mm-hmm. Before Kristen Ritter signed up for Marvel's Jessica Jones on Netflix, she was due to star in this NBC sitcom about the 1960s space race. The show would have starred Ritter as a tough but brilliant aerospace engineer, leading a team of NASA scientists before the 1969 moon landing.
1: That seems like a film that came out recently. What was the name of that film? So, the True Story of the Women of NASA?
0: Oh, uh, nope, can't remember the name of it.
1: So I'm going to say it's fake. It's real. God, this is embarrassing.
0: So three and eight, So you were emphatically beaten by my brain and my sitcom writing prowess how do you feel gar
1: uh it was a good effort it was a
0: good effort gar and i am a genius and i have learned that i should move to hollywood and start my career as a sitcom writer
1: yeah in fairness most of the ones i thought were real were terrible so <laughs> gar, magic johnson's you get magic johnson on board
0: care whether they get picked or not i still get paid
1: that's true you do so? write it and then you get you sit there until you the, the dead pilot society podcast comes to you and you produce it good podcast by the way they they produce pilots that uh, uh didn't make it to air so they get like a, a table read of it and they get like actors to actually perform the, the podcast it's like a really cool idea that gives these things that never went anywhere a little bit of life
0: that's actually a really good idea did anything get recommissioned out of it
1: not yet but uh only child by john Hodgman, which is episode one is fantastic i'm so mad that didn't make air and there's another, there's another one. Like the, uh, in fairness, a lot of them are like, I can see why this did. Yeah. <laughs> some, some of them are, are aren't great, but there was another one that's set in a, an airport hotel, which uh, was really, really good, and it had um, Jason Ritter. Yeah. Dipper. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Jason Ritter. It had him playing the lead role. I'm like, why wasn't this made with Jason Ritter? It's, it would have been so
0: good. You're in for that one. Yeah. So, that's a little recommendation there. A, a segment appropriate recommendation right at the end
1: yes a uh, little net picks.
0: how did you fare in my quiz be sure to post your score on Twitter or if you'd like you can just leave your humble brag on our Facebook page we'll give you the details in a second mm. okay quiz masters that's our show for this week thank you as always for taking the time to click play or download on the podcast you can find a new episode every weekend at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK that's where you'll find our other podcast podcast a week
1: don't you say a word
0: you can also find our entire back catalog and every episode of the weekend show podcast of the week is coming back there there's some in the can isn't there
1: there's three in the can <laughs> why haven't you i don't know them?
0: make sure to subscribe on itunes or soundcloud so you never miss any of the podcasts on the tws network speaking of which if you love the show and you can't stand the thought of your friends and family not having our podcast in their lives you can review tws network on itunes In appreciation, we will send you a basket of tasty homemade cookies, completely free of preservatives and human remains.
1: Those chocolate chips are poo.
0: (laughs) No, they're not. (laughs) They probably won't taste as good, but to each their own, I guess. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TWSKK. And where can they find us on Twitter, Gar?
1: At TWSKK. Send
0: us those quiz scores. Seriously, though, we'd love to hear from you and what you think of the show, and all feedback is welcome. I am also on Twitter at Ken Kidney, and Gar is on Twitter at my name his name his full name not his
1: with two r's and two t's which is extinct now by the way
0: yeah Garrett's name has officially gone ex- extinct in Ireland because it's not been used enough
1: no child has been named Garrett with two r's and two t's for the last five years in this country I'm extinct I'm like I'm like a uh, boundary uh, fly fading from the photo and back to the future Garrett where are you <laughs> going <laughs> I stole that joke from somebody
0: yes you did you stole it from somewhere on twitter I saw yeah Next week we celebrate All Hallows Eve with our 2018 Halloween Spectacular. Things are bound to get creepy, but totally not in a weird way. So be sure to join us and be part of all the fun. We were brought to you this week by our sponsor, Saudi Arabia. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Don't ask about it. Our theme music is by Blue Wild Productions. And until next time, say goodbye, guys. Bye bye. Take it easy, everybody.